All right, Ben Volen, he is the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, and he is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. And Tom Brady made his second retirement announcement today, although this one seems more legit than the first. So first, I'll I'll start here because Ben Volen has covered Tom Brady for many years when he was in uh, New England. Um, Do you buy it? Do you think that this is a legit retirement announcement? And... Part B is, is there something next season that might change this actual decision? I do buy it. Um, 90% sold that he's retired for good. I think there's an outside chance that once training camp starts up in August that he's just going to get the itch again. At the same time, he's the kind of guy, he can't just roll out of bed and get to training camp. He's got to spend months preparing his body and getting ready. And I just don't think he's going to be doing that this off season. I think it's more about just where he is in life than about football right now. I I, I was surprised that he made this announcement because I thought, A, he played okay this past year. The, the Bucs weren't good, but it wasn't his fault. I, I thought it was the pieces around him. And B, there was going to be a place for him to play next year, whether that was back in Tampa or the Raiders or the Niners. Maybe I doubt the Dolphins, but maybe – the Titans, the Jets, there were going to be options for him. So to me, this caught me by surprise, and I think a lot of people by surprise. But I just think where he is in life with the family stuff, the divorce, the kids, I think he just decided finally it's time. And and like I said, I don't think it's anything's going to pop up other than he just gets the itch again, and, and maybe there's a situation that presents itself that's just perfect for him to come back. But I do think he's retired this time, and I think he did it now because – you know, last year he he was going to announce it right, or he did announce it right before the Super Bowl, and he was supposed to show up to L.A. and have this big announcement with the Dolphins. So I think he's probably going to be front and center again next week in Arizona at the Super Bowl, whether it's with Fox Sports or whatever he happens to be promoting. Like, Tom Brady's not going away. We're just not going to see him play football anymore. And, and Ben, that report that it was Tampa Bay or no or, or retirement, I, I don't believe that because he already left the Patriots that made him who he is. Like, do you believe that report? Because I just think he was ready to retire. I don't think it was Tampa or retirement. There's a lot of teams that would love to have him, like you said. Yeah, I, I think if Brady really got into the process, that he would have realized that there were other opportunities for him out there. But it, it does kind of throw cold water on the notion that when the Raiders benched Derek Carr, that they already had the Tom Brady thing in the works. Now it seems like the Derek Carr benching had nothing to do with Tom Brady whatsoever, and the, the Raiders just decided – they were ready to move on from, from Derek Carr. So, uh, you know, I, I do think the report is credible. At, at the same time, feelings change, you know, all the time when new opportunities present themselves. So I do think if Brady were interested in playing this year, I think he probably would have heard some pitches. But, you know, there's also this notion that he was done with Tampa Bay. I, I always felt that there was a strong possibility that he could return. That, that's an organization that since he got there three years ago, has really proven time and again they will do whatever he wants, whatever it will take to, to make Tom Brady happy. So I was expecting that kind of push again from the Bucks that people were maybe already penciling in Brady to the Raiders or to the to the Niners, and the Bucks were going to come and make their big push uh, to to retain Brady. So I definitely believe that he would have considered returning um, to Tampa next year, and and I do think if he actually went through the process, he would have realized there were other good opportunities for him. But I just think he's ready to be done and you know, ready to, now that he's divorced, it's going to be a lot more difficult to spend time with the kids and with the family. So I just think he's, 
he's ready to focus on that stuff and all of his off-field worries instead of coming back and trying to win an eighth Super Bowl. Here's the conversation that Crowder and I were having earlier, and I'm sure people are having it all over the place. He's probably, without any kind of debate, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Is he the greatest football player in NFL history? I mean, obviously, it's difficult to compare a quarterback to a guard, to a running back, to a linebacker. The positions are just so different. I will say that quarterback is the hardest position to excel at. There's physical and mental challenges at quarterback that you just don't have, I think, at any other position. And and no offense to you, Channing Crowder, but very few teams are led by their linebackers to the Super Bowl. It's always by the quarterback. Uh, I know they're protected. I know they don't necessarily take as many hits as other players. At the same time, they take more kill shots than other players do. They're just standing there like sitting ducks in the pocket. And Brady has certainly been rocked many times in his career. So, yes, I would say he is the greatest football player of all time because he excels at the position that is by far the toughest to excel at. There's only 20 to 25 of these guys who are actually any good on the planet, and he's the best of all time. Thank us linebackers have Dick Butkus and Ray Lewis. Those are our two that were the <laughs> that led them to Super Bowl. Ben, you know, like you've been around Brady a lot. You were up there. You were covering them off air. I know everybody have their meet their media person and then themselves. Brady has this what half a billion dollar damn deal on the table to do TV. We've seen Romo do it. Then we saw Witten do it. You know. Then we you know uh, Greg Greg Olson's great right now. Do you think Brady's going to be good at this? Because I would say the assumption is. He really doesn't have a personality because we haven't seen it. You're right. And he he's tried to show a little bit more of it on his podcast with Jim Gray. He gets a little spicy uh, on the podcast and he curses a little bit and lets his hair down a little bit. But he's admitted uh, he, he it's going to be a challenge for him to be an analyst because part of it is being honest and uh, being critical. And that's not something that he, he has excelled at. He, he's purposely tried to not be critical uh, throughout his career and to not say anything controversial. He even admitted 90% of, of what he says is not what he's actually thinking. Um, so I, I think at minimum, if he can just, you know, like Romo did kind of predict plays a little bit and, and give insight as to what's happening on the field and then relate his stories um, in the moment in a relatable way. Well, I remember what happened in the 2015 AFC championship game, that kind of thing. I, I think that's a very good start. And then if he's able to actually be critical of some coaching decisions or, or player decisions, um, really tell us what's going on on the field, then I, I think he has a chance to, to really be excellent. Um, no one's better at describing what he sees than Tom Brady, and obviously he's seen everything there is on a football field. But even he has admitted that he has a hard time being completely truthful and honest and critical of people. So that is definitely going to be a big challenge for him. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. Uh, what happens with Vic Fangio and the Miami Dolphins? Because... We got Brady news we weren't expecting. We found out today that Tua Tagovailoa has passed concussion protocol after 37 days. But there's this one little bit of news that's hanging over our heads that we're waiting for resolution on, which is, is Vic Fangio going to be the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins next season? Yeah, I don't have anything to to add as, uh, you know, other than what's out there already. And, and I see that there are reports that people are still confident that he's going to end up in Miami I said the same thing in 2018. Sources say they're still confident Josh McDaniels will end up in Indianapolis. We all saw what happened there. I think Vic Fangio, before he signs on the dotted line, is just making sure that 
there aren't other better opportunities or the, the right opportunities for him out there. And I believe he's still kind of poking around. The 49ers job just came open with D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston. And I think he's even considering the Denver job, which would be interesting for him to go be the coordinator there just a couple of years after um, being fired as their head coach. But, uh, you know, the, the Dolphins have obviously had their eye on Fangio for a little bit. He was supposed to come in last year with Sean Payton and be the defensive coordinator. And it would be a, a sign, I, I think, of how highly uh, people view Mike McDaniel and the program that he's putting together if if he do, if Fangio does come to Miami because he does have options and he's a very well-regarded defensive coordinator. Um, I, you know, I didn't watch the Dolphins closely enough that last year. I don't think their, their defense was this big problem under Josh Boyer. But Fangio maybe could take the defense to the next level. And then when you add in another year of Tua with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, the Dolphins could be very dangerous with, with uh, having a potentially an elite defense next year. So it, it would be a, a big sign um, for the Dolphins and the and the program that Mike McDaniel is building if they are able to ultimately land Vic Fangio. And uh, you talked about Denver. Have they gave up too much for a quarterback and a coach? Because they gave up a couple ones for Russ. He was terrible. And I think it's a great idea to bring in Sean Payton. Sean Payton – he had uh, Drew Brees, a smaller quarterback later in his career. Like, I think it's a great matchup. But then you give up a one and a two to bring in Sean Payton. Have they gambled too much on two guys in Denver? Because I don't know if they're a Super Bowl-type team now, even though they brought in Sean Payton. Well, I will say what uh, a coach can make a big difference in a hurry. We saw that with several teams, the Giants this year. Um, we've seen it with the Eagles the past couple of years. So Sean Payton, I think, could turn this team around pretty quickly. They had a very good defense this year. They just have to figure out Russell Wilson. And I know he's a shorter quarterback like Drew Brees, but he's not an accurate passer in the way that Drew Brees was, certainly not in the pocket in, in short spaces. So that's going to be an interesting pairing because Russell Wilson is, is certainly a little bit more of an erratic passer uh, than Drew Brees was. But just the sense that I got, I was told kind of at the beginning of the coaching cycle that, quote, no one wants the Denver job. It's just with Russell Wilson there. And as you said, the, the draft picks they've given up, it, it's – there are better opportunities out there. And for as long as it took the Broncos to hire a coach and for as many candidates as they went through, it really does feel like they decided, look, we can't get anyone right now. We just need to throw as much money as we can at Sean Payton and get a guy in here because this is not turning out well right now. So I think they ultimately got a great coach in Sean Payton, but I think they had to pay through the teeth for him because I think it was a tough job that not a lot of coaches really highly interested in this year. Um, so again, a good hire, but they did give up a lot. And I, I'm very curious to see how this marriage between Peyton and Russell Wilson uh, ends up. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. I know you got to go. I know you're going to be, uh, I'm guessing, in Arizona next week. Real quick, who wins? I'm going Chiefs. It, it, it's the era of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I was not totally impressed with the Eagles offense against the Niners. I know they won by 24 points, but uh, I, I thought they really struggled to put that game away and, and wasted a lot of opportunities. And you're not going to get away with that against the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to have two more weeks to improve his ankle. Uh, I, I just like where the Chiefs are at this year. Great season for the Eagles, but I, I think they have a little bit of issues on offense. And if they get into a shootout with uh, Mahomes, uh, I like I like Mahomes in that situation. And Ben, quickly, because the people are still saying right now that Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes. I think they, they're one a one. I know they're there, but Patrick just beat him. Patrick's about to go to, what, his fourth Super Bowl, whatever it is. Is Joe Burrow a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? Joe Burrow gets more out of his, uh, like, talent 
than Mahomes. Mahomes is just crazy talented, whereas nothing about Burrow really stands out to you. But the way he processes and how cool he is under pressure is unbelievable. Uh, it really is 1A and 1B. I would say Mahomes is a little bit of a better quarterback just because he can do more when the play breaks down. But Burrow's so good and so tough. And that that was I – felt, I felt for the Bengals the other day. That was a brutal loss for them. And they're going to be back. And, you know, to, to fight back the way they did in that game was very impressive. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are not going anywhere. They're they're a heck of a team. He's a great quarterback. I'd still probably put Mahomes slightly ahead, but you can't go wrong with either guy. And Tua is 1C. What would you say now? I, I said, I've been Tua saying that all C. along. I, I've been <laughs> from the get-go. Tua's the guy. <laughs> ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Thank you, Ben. Thanks a lot, guys. There you go, Ben Volan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not exactly one C. He was he was one D for about three weeks. You know what? For a few weeks, he was you, you know one D or two A. So, I mean, yeah. no joke. As silly as that sounds, because the way people think by the end of the season, he was in that conversation. Think about it. We were talking about Patrick, Joe, Josh Allen, and Tua for soup for NFL MVP. Yeah, it was a month. Like yeah. He was there. See, no, he's out of concussion credit. protocol. I mean, listen, you, you take the wins when you can get them. <laughs> now we're praising he doesn't have headaches anymore. Today's Goodness a, gracious. Today's a win. <laughs>